In today's episode of the Families on the Horizon podcast, we are going to be talking about relationships and how our relationships have changed since we started traveling full time. If this is your first time listening, firstly, welcome. I am Jimmy and I'm joined by my wife and partner in crime, Pauline. Hi everyone. And normally we'd have a super fancy intro, but today we're actually on a walk and we thought what better time to talk about relationships <laughs> and traveling. And so today, so today we're really gonna focus on our relationship as, in, as a husband and wife, mm-hmm. and also the relationship we've had with our kids and how that's changed since we started traveling. Okay, has our relationship changed since we started traveling full-time as a family? I think it has in a few ways. Definitely with the children, I think we've seen a different relationship blossom just because we spend so much more time together with them. But our relationship, I think because we've worked in business together, we've traveled before, I don't see our relationship has changed a massive amount, but I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's a super interesting one. When we speak to a lot of people and we talk about traveling like this, it's always the first thing they ask is, Mm. how do you stand being around your wife that much? Things like that. That's true. And we've always done things together as a husband and wife. We've always been a team, whether that's the business, like you said, or even just out and about. From our dynamic, it probably hasn't changed as much as some other people's relationships have Mm. while traveling, but I have noticed some differences. One of the biggest things that I've noticed since we've started traveling full-time is that there's a lot more give and take and there's Mm -hmm. a lot more filling in gaps in our roles. Uh, A good example of that is I'm a lot more conscious now that it's just you and I and the kids when we're traveling Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I can't just rely on the fact that we're going somewhere that we both know where we're going that we can do on the back of our hand sort of thing and I'm gonna have to contribute more when we're traveling I have to contribute more to make sure that we get to the destination we need to mm-hmm. with all the stuff that we need yeah. and logistics <laughs> are there because normally that's Pauline's role in our family is she's the one that keeps us all organized yep. but when she's trying to wrangle where we're physically going yes she can't then go and pack everything as well and she can't get the kids ready as well yeah that's asking a lot of someone yeah so you have filled in that gap where you have now taken on okay kids can you just you just need to stand with me for five minutes let's find something to do while mum organizes the booking of the flights or we've just got to find which train we're going to you just got to hang with me for a few minutes and don't run around so you've, you've bridged that gap of letting me organize what we need to do while keeping them tame kind of thing yeah. and interchange. And it's not something, you know, if you've been used to a certain, you've lived, you know, if you've been together and you're used to a way a relationship works before you start traveling, mm-hmm. you have to be willing to adjust that expectation yes. um, as you hit the ground and get going because it is a test of relationships traveling oh, like yeah. this. There's a lot of uh, things that we've done together in the last 12 months of traveling like this that have been super stressful. Yeah. And if we didn't have a rock solid relationship before we left, mm. it would have made that harder Ever to deal so with. so much harder, yes, definitely. Especially, yeah, in all these stressful times, we always say that travel days are extremely stressful, but it's even just on the down days, like you still have to make decisions. You still got to make that decision of, okay, where are we going for dinner kind of thing. So you need to know, you know, not to push the other person's buttons if they've had a bit of a, a bit of a day or something like that, to be like, okay, let's just narrow it down to maybe just something around the corner from us, just to make it easier on each person rather than throwing just a, you need to decide on what we're going to have for dinner, maybe. It's a bit of give and take, maybe coming to the other person and saying, 
Well, what, what about these three options? Making a decision just a little bit easier rather than just pushing that decision on someone else. So I think that's where our relationship has come to is that we've worked out all the kinks kind of things, like the things that do push our buttons and maybe make it a bit easier on each one. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think it's something that I've personally been working on a lot is trying to pick up when Pauline is a little bit stressed out mm. or maybe not feeling the vibe as much and then yeah. picking up the emotional slack yeah. while that happens and vice versa. You've always done that for me, but it's a very been very easy for me in the past because it's like I've been working big yeah. hours, so I get home, yeah. that bit of time with kids and that, but mm -hmm. when we're both under stress all the time, yeah. one of us will be under more stress than the other yes. a lot of the time. And yeah. so when we can pick up on that and go, oh, Pauline's actually not feeling the vibe today. She's pretty stressed. Let me just mm. take the kids out. Yeah. Come back and then you've had time to recenter and, mm -hmm. and then it seems to be good. But yep. I touched on it briefly, but it's actually a really important point to know. And it's something that we tell other couples who are thinking of traveling with kids or not with kids, is that if you if your relationship isn't rock solid before you start traveling, will not make that better. It will make it much worse. <laughs> it will make it way worse. <laughs> so you need to be honest and pragmatic about that and go, do I really want to spend 24 hours, seven days a week with my significant other? Yeah. And if you can't put your hand on your heart and confidently say that with a big yes, then you may need to work on your relationship before you go start traveling around the, the world. Yeah, even to the minor things of, do you sleep in a king bed? Are you both comfortable? Would you be comfortable in sleeping in, in a, a double, double bed? Yep. Or on, on a pull-out couch or something that's really uncomfortable? Would you be able to deal with the tiredness the next day? There's just so many factors that come into traveling with your significant other that if, if you can't sleep next to each other nicely already, that might become an issue. Yeah, and that's why I always <laughs> recommend that people, if they want to go and do what we're doing, which is traveling full-time as a family and making all these fantastic adventures, go and do a trial run. Go mm -hmm. and spend two or three weeks at a place and treat it as if you're traveling full time. So yeah. do your work, do your schooling, yeah. do whatever you need to and see how you go. See after by the end of three weeks, whether mm. you're ready to kill your partner or not. <laughs> because that's a, it's, a, it's honestly, it's a big thing, right? It's like a massive thing. You don't realize how many things annoy you about your partner until you're with them literally 24 hours a day, seven yep. days a week, which In is what- In a foreign most, country. Yeah. <laughs> and all the stresses, external stresses hit you. And then you're like, oh, and then on top of that, yeah. my husband's left his socks out. Yeah, no one's done the washing and now no one's got any clothes. And, yeah. and at home, they're not that big a deal. But when you're being stressed <laughs> out by traveling and trying to organize stuff, yeah. it can really... It can compound and it can create a massive, massive argument. Okay, so we're just about to get run over here. Oh, good. Just for anyone that's listening, we're actually on a walk at the minute. So this is the first time we haven't done it in front of a computer. So <laughs> apologies if the audio is a little bit wonky or... <laughs> yeah, windy. Cars we, are, we are in a windy spot at the moment as well. And we the are. dog keeps stopping me. So. Okay, so what are some tips you can give couples who are thinking... So let's say they've done their two or three weeks and they're mm -hmm. keen on traveling like this. Yeah. What tips can you give a husband and wife or significant other, yep. what kind of tips can you give them to make the actual day-to-day -day easier when traveling like this? Yeah, so I think when you spend so much time together, you do actually pick up on cues on the other person and then doing whatever you can to help that person with if, if it's something stressful, if you've lost a passport, if you can't find your booking details for your flight, like you just then need to figure out what that option is for helping that other person whether it is just telling the kids to 
go and play over there in the corner for five minutes while we sort something out or find it just finding an option so read the cues of the other person and think of something that could help or just ask them nicely I can see that you're under pressure is there something I can do do you need me to do something so don't don't agitate the situation just calmly do you want me to just take the kids while you sort this out that kind of stuff so definitely reading the cues and being like that and then just I think each other so well that you do pick up on what they do need, but it really comes down to doing it without agitating the other person. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you got, I think that's a really good point. You, you've got to remember that it's a pretty stressful situation. Regardless, there's always a level of stress that is much higher than being at home. Mm-hmm. And then and talking to the guys out there, if you go and try and solve all the problems for your partner without actually just offering genuine help, it's <laughs> going, oh, I'll do that, I'll do that. It can be very agitating. Yeah. I think you touched on this, but I think if I was to answer that question, I think it would just be communicating. Like just continuing to maintain open lines of communications with your partner all the time. Yeah. And I think that's always been our strength is we've always been able to communicate with each other. But you need to do that more so when you're traveling. Yeah. Because there's a lot of little stresses popping up. If you don't communicate, you could be reading the play wrong. Yeah. And you could be thinking that your partner is angry with you. Yeah. And it could be something external that's affecting them. Yeah, yeah. So communication is key, much like any other marriage, but I think more so when you're traveling just because there is so many yeah. stresses and yeah. there's so many stimulus coming in that yeah. sometimes you just need to be able to talk to your partner. Yeah, and I think then that goes into you need to have a conversation about your roles, like what your strengths are. So like our strength is, my strength is organization and making sure we've got flights booked and we've got enough money and that kind of stuff where Jimmy's a bit more like, okay, kids we're sorting this out and we're doing this and you're like the entertainment the face and a few other bits and pieces so you need to and Jimmy normally like books and uh, like a grab or an Uber and stuff like that so we have the strengths that we need so you need to have that you need to have that conversation to start off with okay you're good at this so this needs to be your role I'll then fill it in with this so let's say I book the flights and accommodation and when we get there then we, Jimmy knows that we've got to find the grab stand or we're catching the bus or whatever it is, that's then his role. So you need to have that communication as to this is your job or you look after the money, I'll look after the flights, you look at entertainment while we're there or the attractions while we're there and then, and you just play off of that so that one person isn't just doing everything. Yeah, because that can get old pretty quick, right? Yeah. Yeah, when you spend your days just researching something and then the other person goes, oh, I didn't want to do that. Speak up. Speak up. Communicate. Communicate. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Now, obviously that's our relationship. Yes. What about the kids? Have you noticed a change in the kids? Have you noticed a change in their relationship with us? I have noticed a huge change in their relationship with us. They ask more questions. They want to know, like, how we are and how our day was. And just they've learnt to be a more rounded human, I think, is the, is the term for it, because they never used to ask that. They'd come home from school and they'd kick their shoes off and they'd go off and do whatever they were doing and didn't just didn't want to talk to us. But now because they've seen how we communicate or we ask them questions and stuff and then they actually reciprocate that and then they also reciprocate that with a lot more affection yeah a lot more affection they will want to hug they will want to sit near us they want to talk to us they want to ask questions they want to 
they want to be involved, very invested in the family. 100%. That's always, that has been the biggest thing that I've noticed too, is like how affectionate the boys have become mm -hmm. since they started traveling. And really, it's inevitable it's going to happen like mm. that. If you are an affectionate person, yeah. which we both are, yeah. then the kids spending 24 hours a day, seven days a week with us, yeah. that's going to rub off on them. Oh, of course. And I feel like when they were at school and, you know, we only seen them for a couple of hours a day. And mm -hmm. if you want to learn more about how we got into this and why we're doing it, you can listen to one of the first couple of episodes we did. Mm -hmm. We talk about that a lot and yep. talk about the reason we went on this trip was to can reconnect as a family. Yeah. And I feel like that has happened. Mm -hmm. Even though we're a year in and we're going for another year now, yeah. Yeah. that's already happened. The reconnection yeah. has happened. And yeah. we've been back in two, for two months and we've been back in the real world mm -hmm. here in Australia mm -hmm. and we leave in a week and yeah. the kids are still affectionate. The kids are still yeah. checking up on us. Yeah. They're still looking after each other. And we've had some reference points now. We've been hanging out with friends and over the last two months and you see their kids and you see our kids and you shouldn't compare kids, obviously. No. But when you have been around your children for so long, <laughs> so many you hours. start to notice behaviours. Yep. And then that's a reference point. It's like, oh, our kids have been doing this lately. Mm. How does that... We're always, like, we're always conscious that this travelling can have positive and negative effects mm -hmm. on our children's lives. Yeah. So when we see other kids and we go, okay, what are they doing? That mm. Maybe we need to incorporate into what we're doing. Mm. And uh, they were good kids before we started travelling, yeah. but I really feel like they matured a yes. lot yep. since we started traveling in the last year. Yeah, and then also I think their relationship with each other has changed as well. 100%. For a definitely more positive outlook for both of them because they now know how to communicate better with each other. They, they play, express feelings. They express feelings. I don't like that. Can we please play something else? Or they actually speak nicely to each other about it instead of just screaming and yelling at each other. They tolerate each other a hell of a lot. Mm -hmm. Literally sit next to each other any time, any chance that they get. And are happy to sleep in the same room because they're each other's security blanket, really. Yeah, and that's a positive and negative mm. thing. But I think when we're gone and it's just those two guys... Yeah. I really want them to be able to rely on each other. Yes. And I feel like them spending so much time together has basically... Cemented that. Cemented that. that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cemented that. They are like ride or die now. Yeah. And one gets hurt, the other's there to help them and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. And that's a really reassuring thing. Mm. And I only feel like that would have happened since traveling. Yes. Because when they're at school and they're hanging out with different grades... Separate classes. Separate classes. Friends. Yeah. They don't see each other's strengths and weaknesses because no. it all comes down to communication even yeah. with the kids and us we are very we communicate with them a lot and vice versa when they're not happy we really press them and go like what's going on why are you not happy yeah why are you sad what's up and then they communicate and because mm. of that they get better expressing exactly. their feelings and then we've had some pretty good outcomes yeah what would you recommend to other parents who are thinking of doing this maybe they're a little bit concerned about traveling with their kids from a relationship standpoint what would you say to them? I really think it comes down to maybe getting to know your kids a little bit better and then playing, like, using their excitement or the joy that comes from something to help you 
benefit them. Like ours are pretty well into roadblocks and Minecraft and, and that kind of stuff. And it does really help us with, okay, if you can, if you get through homeschooling this morning, you can have your half an hour. Just playing to that, that positivity of you're doing such a good job, you can have that benefit kind of thing. And then also knowing what they like, what they dislike in regards to food, having that open conversation with them about, you know, what they do and don't like. And then that also comes down to your relationship as well. Having that conversation, are we going to be able to survive when we go overseas? Are we going to be able to do homeschooling together? Who's going to do the homeschooling? Are you doing the homeschooling? And all just it really comes down to a lot of communication and trying to air those thoughts and feelings before you go. If you don't get to everything, you forget something, whatever it is, then if it comes up while traveling, you need to discuss it right there and then. Do not leave it until the next thing pops up and the next thing pops up. You need to curb that disagreement or dislike or whatever it is. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. The I think the secret to our success with the kids and them getting to really enjoying this trip and mm. being expressive and changing as little human beings for the better mm. is our ability to communicate with them yeah. and our ability to main, can maintain consistent messaging with them. Yeah. You're right. Like when we have arguments about different various things with the kids, we talk about it, we mm. have a united front and then we communicate that to the children. Yeah. I think that's, every parent should do that. Yeah. And we, to be fair, we did that with the kids before we started traveling, but yeah. I think it's way more important when you are traveling because there's so many oh, variables. Routines can be out of whack. Exactly. Days can be out of whack. Like things just need to stay consistent in a way for them to be happy and yep. stable. If you can be the true north for your kids yep. when they're traveling, then they'll be fine. They'll and be fine. They will pick up on those little vibes. They'll pick yep. up on the fact that, yes, we're in an airport and... We don't know where we're going mm. and things, but dad seems to be... Yeah, he seems to be fine. Seems we're still fine. playing. We're still happy. Everything's all good. <laughs> and and that, that makes a big difference, I think, to the experience the kids have yes. when they do this kind of trip. But yeah. I think overall, would you say that traveling has been a net positive on our family's dynamic or was it has it been worth the, the journey? Yes, it has been. I think we're only talking about this today and in regards to the kids and us of, you know, how well behaved and how well rounded and they do amazing things and they are amazing people which we did not realise until our eyes were open. So I'm very happy with the way that, that the last year has gone with travelling for everyone. Because the thing is, traveling has its pros and cons, mm -hmm. and there is cons to it, and we've spoken about them yep. in previous episodes. Yep. But the pros outweigh the negatives, said mm -hmm. that in the past. And one of the biggest pros is how close we've become as a family. Yeah. You and I, yep. especially, and then the kids with each other, mm -hmm. and the kids with, with us. us. Yep. So it's become a net positive for our family dynamic, and ultimately our goal with traveling was to connect as a family and be yep. more connected. Yep. And I think traveling, we've succeeded we've in that. We've definitely done that, yep. So that's, uh, yeah, that's our little, this is a little bit of ad lib. We were just talking about it the other day and I thought it'd be a good episode to talk about because I know it was something that we st briefly discussed before we left. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's come sort of full circle as we've been back in Australia and, mm -hmm. and seen the disconnection some families actually yeah. have. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to be more consistent with our episodes now because we actually leave in a week. So life won't get in the way as much. Organization is on. Yep, we're in planning mode. But uh, I'm Jimmy. And I'm Pauline. And we'll catch you all on the on horizon. The horizon.